Is it from your All right, guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Crave podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. And tonight we have a special guest on Miss Tia Sheree, guys. I'm so excited for tonight. I'm so excited for the move of God of what's going to happen on tonight. We need you guys to share, 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 share with your friends, your family. It's going to be exciting. This is going to be a Q&A with Miss Tia Sheree. So you'll be able to post questions in the comments, guys. And she's willing to answer the questions that you guys have. Now, don't go crazy, but ask questions, you know, and she's willing to answer some questions. So, Tia, we're going to start off with some prayer um, and then we're going to just go ahead and just dive right in. Okay. Oh, her screen is frozen. All right, guys, we're going to pray while she's probably trying to share the page. So we're going to pray now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're worthy. God, you're holy. God, you're excellent. God, there is nobody like you, Jesus. There is nobody like you, Jesus. There is nobody like you, Jesus. God, we thank you, God. We love you, God. We honor you. God, we magnify you. God, we exhort you. God, we reverence you. We lift you up, Jesus. God, we thank you for allowing us to see another day. God, we thank you for bringing us together. God, on one accord, God, you said in your word, when two or three are gathered, then so here are you, God. So we thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, being in the midst right now, God, we bind the hand of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. God, we bind every principality that is assigned to the airways right now in the name of Jesus. God, you said your word that whatever we bind on the earth, God, so shall you bind in the heavens. And whatever we loose on the earth, God, so shall you loose in the heavens. And so we bind the hand of the strong man on tonight, God, and we loose the angels right now in the name of Jesus. We ask them to stand charged right now in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to send the podcast in the airways on tonight, God. Let it reach someone on tonight, God, that is in need of healing or deliverance, God, or just some sisterhood or some questions, God, being answered or just needing to feel your presence, Lord. God, I ask you to hide us behind the cross, God. Never let them see us, God, but only let them see you, Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray and we seal this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, she may be having some difficulty. She may be coming back in. Um, So don't worry, guys. Just hold on for a second. Continue to share. Absolutely. Um, And we'll be back in just a second. All right. (laughs) So you got to unmute your mic. I got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got on here. Yep. <laughs> we never fail. I mean, literally, as soon as we started. 
Wow, 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 wow. But I told you, it's because you're <laughs> and And the devil don't touch nothing that God doesn't have his hand on. And so it comes with the territory. Absolutely. It sure so, Yes, ma'am. So we already prayed. We already set the atmosphere. We asked the Holy Spirit to come in to have his way. Again, we are so excited to have you on, Tia Cherie. So you can go ahead and just introduce yourself um, to the viewers. Um, I don't, you know. It's not really much to say except that I am Tia. I am a mother first of four. Um, I am a minister of music. I am a minister of the gospel. Um, I am, you know, born and raised North Philly. Um, <laughs> and I am now serving in Dallas, Texas as a young adult worship leader for Concord Church. Mm -hmm. um, and I am also a gospel, I like to call myself a gospel minister. Okay. Um, not necessarily artist, but we can go with the word artist so that people can understand. <laughs> no, you know yeah. what? I, I don't disagree with you at all. And it's so crazy because I don't consider myself um, to be a singer, but I, 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 I am in the process of doing an assignment that the Lord gave me um, writing an EP. Um, and it's more mm -hmm. so like a worship and, and type of a thing. Um, and literally it's for such a time as this, because the, the, even the music and, and the song choice that the Lord had me to write. And it's so crazy. And it's so ironic that we even talking about this because this mm -hmm. was supposed to come out before Corona even like came, the pandemic and stuff like that came. And mm -hmm. as soon as the pandemic hit, it kind of held it up. And it was so crazy. Cause I'm going to be honest. A record label, like a producer, contacted me because you know I've been writing music for like a long time or whatever. I went to performing mm -hmm. arts high school, graduated with Jasmine Sullivan, and I was working with this A and R for Def Jam for like years. And so I kind of the Lord wouldn't never let me get far in the regular music industry with writing music. And so I used to wonder why because I'm like God, I have to. You gave me this gift, like and and they used to call me the radio hit writer. I could write a song literally in 20 minutes, and it was a radio hit song. And so the Shout Lord, wow, but the Lord literally, he <laughs> wouldn't let me get far in that industry. And so it was so crazy because when the producer contacted me, he wanted me to write a song for this young lady or whatever that, you know, he's like pushing. And so I always, always tell people, you know, once I truly committed myself to the Lord and to my call, I don't do anything outside of ministry. Like I, I don't compromise. It's nothing against what anybody else does. That's just something mm -hmm. that I don't do. And the Lord never get, let, gave me the green light to do it. So that's another reason why I just don't do it because he's not giving me success today. And so he was like, OK, just write a love song. So I said, OK, cool. No problem. I can do that. No problem. And it was so crazy because the Lord still turned it into a song, but it was, it was ministry. And it was for such a time as this. And it's, it was so weird because before the pandemic even hit, the song is literally about the people that's in the midst of the pandemic. The ones that are the lost ones, the ones that don't have a relationship with the father, but they are desiring, you know, literally. And so I said, it was just so crazy that the Lord gave me those words before this had even happened. And so yeah, so I don't even know why he even went left and said that, but it needed to be said. 
But the point of the matter is um, when you were saying, I know why, because you were saying why you call yourself, you know, a minister instead of an artist. And I said the same mm-hmm. thing. I said, when I do come out with the EP one, no, I'm not a singer or artist or anything. But I said, I, I just want to solely do it as ministry. I don't want to box God in it, but like solely just an artist, because I know the Lord can take us further than what we try to do for ourselves or what, what anybody else would try to do. And I feel as right. though when you have that gift, you are called, you know, in that realm of what you're doing with it, which is music. It is ministry. You know, you are mm-hmm. you are ministering where an artist is like a it's like industry versus ministry. And that, that was kind of my right. On yesterday, so enough with that. So basically, <laughs> I know you do. I know I talk. It's like I got. I go on. No, the radio. Don't you're mind fine. <laughs> so, I'm fine. Go with God, sis. Go with God. <laughs> so I know. Um, basically, you just came out with a new single, "Testify." It's an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. song. Tell us about that. How did that come about? Well, "Testify" came about. Um, it was actually a bunch of. Uh, friends of mine that are here actually, um, some old and some new. Um, we got together and we did a January birthday celebration um, at a place here in Dallas. And then, you know, it was one of those situations where they're like, you know, we ain't got enough to pay everybody, but, you know, either we could give everybody $13 or <laughs> we can right. just keep this money put this money towards some food and have a nice little cookout. So we just got together. And, you know, it's just like when you get a bunch of ministers and musicians and artists in a room, music is bound to happen. And so um, a producer by the name of Anton M. Albert, he, uh, we we had the, the social at his house. He was like, oh, sis, I got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of music. And I was like, let me hear some stuff. So he takes me in his, his studio and, he starts playing track after track after track. And when this track hit, I was like, wait, stay right there. Wow. Took me back to it, let me listen to it. And I was just like, give me a few minutes. Just give me this time. He was like, no, we here to fellowship. None of us are here to work. Today's not a work day for any of us. And I was like, please just give me 10 minutes <laughs> in this room by myself. And that's what that's what I came about. But you know, a lot of times when I hear music, um, it says something to me. Yeah. The music says something to me. I don't try to pull from Tia and create the music. The, the music literally says something to me. Yeah. Um, it'll take me in a direction, whether it be dreams, hope, love, faith, encouragement, whatever. That that music, that that song speaks that's what I write based on. Yeah. And so he was like, all right, you got 10 minutes and you got to get out this room. And I sat there and I just started writing and it started coming. But what's, what spoke to me and what was spoke loud and clear was just how, just about how we have the power to affect and impact somebody's life yeah based on the words that we speak yeah the bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony and so i start thinking about my testimony what are some of the things that i have experienced that i could potentially share in this space you get three to four minutes on the track 
Yeah. You know, and you want to tell it all and you want to share it all and you want to, you know, impact the lives of everybody. But the reality is you can't share yeah. it all in four minutes. And so um, it was just, it was just amazing that, you know, one of the things that stood out to me, a part of the testimony, my testimony that stood out to me was what you hear in the lyrics um, in the hook. Where's this? Um, put your hands in the air if he's ever been good to you. Keep him right there if he's ever made a way for you. Somebody's going through, don't know how they're going to make it. And I say, man of God, they need to hear from you. Because I understand the power of testimony. How yeah. if I, you know, if I've never been a drug addict, the words that I speak to a drug addict, they could be awesome words, great words, things I've heard them. But there's nothing like the impact of the testimony of somebody who's been delivered from drugs. You know, they have such a much more powerful impact. You know, I think about my mother. We used to have those outdoor services. We used to come out to church and we used to put our chairs in the parking lot, set the organ, the keyboard up outside, the drums outside. And we had church outside because we lived across. Our church was across the street from literally a strip of prostitution and drug addicts. Wow. Sat in, you know, they just kind of squatted in all of these empty abandoned houses and made them home. And to see them come across the street, come up the street with tears in their eyes because they hear my mother say things like, you know, I was a single mother. I had two children. And I was on drugs. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, but God delivered me. And yeah. here I am. And so they're looking at the finished yeah. product and looking at her. And they can they can see now that there is hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. being delivered, her being delivered from drugs was a symbol of hope for them. Because yeah. in, in that moment, they're reminded, Dad, I just continue to live this way because I felt like there was no coming back for me. My there was no deliverance for me. There was no change. There was no getting better. There was no um, having more, living cleaner. There was none of that until I heard this woman's testimony who's wow. been in my shoes. Jesus, come on. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. so hearing somebody's testimony, who's somebody who's been there and done it, has listen a greater impact yeah on a person who needs to be delivered yeah because there is no there is no you know no no church fluff yeah you're telling people what you've experienced what you've been through yeah there's no church fluff there you know there's no painting a picture a pretty picture for anybody no this is the real deal i know what it's like to be this I know what it's even in the part where I say there's a woman who's been violated. My God. Never saw, never saw demonstrated love without obligation. I'm speaking to the woman who's been molested, who's been raped, who's been taken advantage of, whether it's by people they are uh, family members or whether it's by people they don't know. But living a life that says, I don't care about my body because nobody has ever valued me. So I don't value myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And literally mm. living 
that way until somebody impacts your life and says, you know what? No, I'm not going to treat you like any other man you've ever met. I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to heal. I just want you to grow. I just want you to be better and be who God has called you to be. You don't have to entertain me like you've done others. Come on. My God. No, I'm not going to touch you like they touched you. Jesus. I'm not going to talk to you like they talked to you. I'm not going to handle you the way they've handled you. And Jesus. literally walk away wanting absolutely nothing. Wow. That's impact. Yeah, come on. Because it causes you now to value yourself. So testify, back to the original question, is a conglomeration of, yo, everything I've been through. Yeah. It wasn't just for me. It was for somebody else, too. Yeah, come on. For somebody else, too. Um, and so I have to not be afraid and not be ashamed to talk about where I've been and what I've experienced because somebody is in that hole and they're afraid to cry out for somebody to help. Jesus. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it's like. It's like being in a ditch, wanting somebody to throw you a rope. My God. But you're too afraid to open up your mouth and scream, I'm here. Jesus. Help me. So testify is just a song that just, just provokes people to be transparent, yeah. be honest about where you've been because somebody is dealing with some of the same things that you've dealt with and they need to see that symbol or that picture of yeah. I can make it. Yeah. I don't have to stay here. Yeah, and you know, to, to be honest, that song is so needed for such a time as this. And I say that because as we look at everything that's going on right now, and to be honest, the only way that we're going to be able to reach the people that are the revival, the ones that's coming in, the ones that's looking for God, the ones that's looking for the greatest miracle that Jesus ever performed, which was the conversion of our minds. We're only going to be able to reach those people by being transparent and being relatable, you know, and so mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy because, you know, everybody is saying they can't wait till we go back to normal, but we're not going back to normal. You know, this and, there's, normal. Yeah, and, and there are some things that people have to do differently. And we, and we see it. People have to step out and walk out from behind those collars. Now you can't minister anymore, you know, in the mask, you know, you, you ain't got an audience. Yeah, no you got to actually be true because if you want to really keep the views or not so much the views, but if you really want to reach the masses, because what God did is force the people to come outside of the four walls now. You know, we no longer can hide behind the doors. Now we're forced to come out because now when we have online services, not only are we ministering to our, our body, but you're, you're now ministering to the world. And so you yeah. can't minister how you used to minister when it was just your body. Now you got to minister to, to everybody, ones who know what? God, ones who don't know God. Literally. What you really? Really? You were always supposed to be ministering. Come on. Jesus. <laughs> See, we've gotten so used to being in our comfortable space yeah. with our same congregation. Yeah. We've, we've catered and couture our messages and our <laughs> ministry. 
You touching thin lines, baby. Comfortable. We were always meant to minister to the world. I'm going to get to your question in a second, Dee Dee. Go ahead. We were always supposed to minister to the world. That ain't nothing new. Yeah. But it's now an uncomfortable space because people have to transition in it. Yeah. You know, you still got cats out here trying to put their cloaks and they um, cassocks on and they all they rope, they rope crosses trying to protest and all. listen, doc, you need to put your sneakers on, your yep. t-shirt and your, your, your sweatpants and get out there and get the what you what do you think ministry is? Yeah. Jesus didn't walk around in a crown, yeah. but he was a king. Come on. Come on, my God. Yeah, that's good. He was a king who touched people, who talked to people, who walked alongside people. My God. So that he can identify and see firsthand the things that people really encounter. Why do you think he fed the people with two fish and five loaves? Because when he got into that area, they were hungry. They were physically hungry. And he realized, I can't, I can't expect these people to hear me over their stomachs turning. My God. I can't ignore their natural need and want them to ascribe to what I'm offering them spiritually, what I'm trying to feed them spiritually. Because that's one of the things that hinder people. Yeah. You acting like you got it all together. You acting like you always had it all together. Jesus. That's why people won't step foot in your church. Because you can't identify with them. Their, their struggle. My God. Their frustrations. At least you act like you can't. You forgot you grew up down the street from these same people. You forgot that the same roaches ran through your house that run through theirs. The same mice and rats that ran through their house ran through yours. You forgot that because now you wear your collar and you drive your nice car. And you got 5,000 members in your church. So you forgot where you came from. My God. And so they're looking at you like church people are fake and phony because they know who you really are and who wow. you've always been. I'm on. And nobody's saying you got to be who you were. Right, right. But don't forget to share who that was. Yeah. So that and people you, have something to compare it to. Yeah. And they understand, you know, I was this, he was this, but now he's this, which means because I was this, I there's a possibility I can be this. Yeah. And 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 and, and to your to your question, Didi, Didi asked, how do I get the courage to share though? People could be so judgmental. Guess what, Didi? You can't care. You can't care. You have to be obedient. Yeah. The reality is, whatever your testimony is, all they're going to do is go back and say what you already see. <laughs> Share what you've already shared. Yeah. So guess what that does? That enlarges your territory. That expands your reach. One. And so whether people are people are drawn to you because they want to see if you still that person, 
or people are drawn to you because they want to see if you're no longer that person. Yeah. You still, your testimony is still the drawing card. Yeah. And that is still your opportunity to unfold God's, God's amazing hand in your life. Yeah. Still your opportunity. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, you, you can't care. You can't care. And you know what, Tia, you, you hit something when you were saying, you know, how sometimes, um, you know, once people get to a level and it's not, and God, I thank you, because it's not, it's, it's not a level that because they're, they've grown in Christ. It's just that people learn how to, they, they've grown to mask it better. And so, you know, literally what happens is because they grow to mask it better. This is why people literally become judgmental because they grow to mask it better. It's just a mask, but it's not really yeah. relationship. It's not really relationship. Mm -hmm. And then what, what happens is mm -hmm. it really exposes that people truly don't have the fruit of the spirit. Because like how you said, you know, how even about how Christ was, you know, how he was relatable, how he was touchable, you know, all of that. We so deep and wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, that goes with having the fruit of the spirit. And that's what people are missing, because, yes, people are producing fruit. But the devil produces fruit, too. The witches produces mm -hmm. fruit. They can read the tarot cards. They can tell you a psychic reader because gifts come without repentance. But at the end I of the day, say that. You and so do there's the same thing with the preachers yeah. that, that you're buying into. Yes. Yeah. And callings come without, without repentance. Yeah. So don't yeah. think just because they're standing in the church and they have the ability to tell you what they see. They have the, the ability to what we call prophesy. Yeah. Don't think because they're prophesying that they squeaky clean. No, that's a gift. Prophecy is a gift. Exactly. And, and that's why I was saying with and that's why the Bible says that we try the spirit by the spirit. And the thing is, that's what you have to look for. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, what's coming the from you. The spirit. Exactly. And, and that's what's really important. That's what's really important. And so you're touching on really. We didn't even plan for all this. This is the Holy Ghost that it went. This song, but we subjected to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, please. Post your questions um, in the comment section because we're going to do like Q&A. T is going to be answering some questions and we're going to go back and forth with dialogue. So if you guys have any questions, post them in the comment sections, please, guys, so that she can answer um, the questions. We need your participation, even though you guys are you're not. I feel like church. You're not here to be entertained. But in some way, it's like you are because it's a podcast. We're still at the end of the day. We still need you guys to participate. It's just a platform, but we're here to yeah. talk about it. But we're yeah, here to cross I, the lines, break the lines, touch on the lines. But Andre said something really yeah. good. He said the church must return to be a safe haven for authenticity and transparency. Yeah. And you know what? And we must. We must. Yeah. We got to stop faking. We got to stop fronting. And we got to start being... We got to start being as open as we want people to be when they seek counsel from us. Mm -hmm. When you're a preacher or pastor and you're counseling a, cus a couple, they, they, they're coming to you because they need help. And the only way they can get the help that they need is if they're open and they're transparent. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else to you too, to answer, um, well, not to answer, but to touch on Andre's question about 
or his statement about the church returning back to the authenticity and transparency. But that's the difference between relationship and religion. Because literally, the reason why a lot of people, they are being judgmental to people that are coming into the church that might not look like them is because of religion. Religion is judgmental. Religion is tradition. Where relationship, when you have a relationship with the father and you see somebody that's coming in and maybe they don't look like you or maybe that you do see some things that may be out of order. Religion will say to judge, but relationship will say, this person may need some help. Let me go and introduce myself. You know, let me go and pray with this person. Anything, the Holy Spirit is going to guide you on exactly what it is that you need to do. You don't have to have no prophetic gift. Everybody is spirit beings that's here having an earthly experience and everybody is here on an assignment. You don't have to, to hear from the Lord. We all can hear from the Lord. So to actually mm-hmm. shut up, Lona. Yeah, exactly. And have a conversation. And how you actually even open your ears to hear more is just by staying in prayer. By staying in prayer, you stay in that secret place. The Lord is going to unfold his mysteries. That's what he does. He said it in his word. He didn't say, I'm going to unfold my mysteries to my only to my apostles or my prophets or evangelists or pastors. So it's, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship factor is so important because and I, that was the first podcast we did. The Lord told me to do relationship over religion. And that's what the Lord is really trying to take us back to, even in this time still, even though some people are not getting it. He's calling us back to our first first assignment, which is a servant, servitude, serving him first. That's yeah. our first assignment. You know, and some of us still haven't figured that out, figured that out yet. What are you going to say? That's one of the things that I share with my with my team. I'm a servant leader. And what that means is that I'm not here to be the boss of you. I'm here to serve you while we serve the people that we minister to. That's what I'm here to do. So don't look at me as like, it's Tia and then it's us. No, it's all of us. Yeah, come on. We all have the same responsibility to infiltrate and and change and set an atmosphere that God can dwell in. To impact the hearts and the minds and the lives of the people that we're ministering to. We all are charged with that responsibility, not Tia. And then we just back her up and know it's all of us. When the Levites went out before the army, it wasn't somebody in front of them. And then everybody else was behind, like, what are we doing? No, they all went out. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy. They all, they, that was everybody. Mm -hmm. That was everybody. But we're all called to be servant leaders. And so we got to get out of this mind frame and this mindset of I am. Yeah. I am. And we really got to get into a space where we start seeing ministry as an us responsibility. Yeah. Because not I give the order and they carry it out. No. Jesus didn't delegate. Jesus didn't just delegate and not go. He didn't start really sending them until he was about to die. Yeah. Because he was preparing them for the time when he 
wasn't going to be there. But you know what, Tia? So you got to learn how to move even when you don't see me. Yeah. Wow, but you know. But yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say something because you just opened up something else, right? Because of, of, of what you just said about how it's not an I thing, it's an us thing. Now, let's go a little bit deeper. Because it's the same thing even with ministry. Let's, let's even look at the pastor and the congregation. You know, it, it's a we thing. And the job of the pastor really is to, to train up disciples. Yeah. It's to train up disciples. And I posed the question last night, and it was the Holy Spirit. Are we training up disciples or are we, you know, training up bench warmers? Because we have, a, yeah, because we have a lot of churches and this isn't an attack on the churches, but at the end of the day, I'm not afraid to confront the enemy that stand behind those walls either. But we have a lot of churches where some people, they've never gone outside of the four walls. One, because some of them weren't prepared. You have some leaders that won't even prepare them, even though they see the calling on people's lives, but because they're jealous or they're trying to keep the membership, keep the money, the tithes and everything else. They won't even elevate them, even though God elevates us, but they won't do the, the, um, the blessing, the, the earthly blessing as it is in heaven. So shall it be on earth. They won't do the earthly blessing that's supposed to be done so that the people can go out because of their own desires, too. And so at the end of the day, it's not even just in the music ministry. It's in ministry in general, because we all are supposed to be disciples. <laughs> that's not just the job of the pastor, the evangelist, the missionaries. You know, it's it's all of us. Six days a week, we're all supposed to be out. And on that whatever day, the seventh day, or whoever fellowships on a Saturday, yes, however, worship. we're supposed yes, to be in the assembly. Literally. Literally. To worship. Literally. Yes, Literally. We were never supposed to be bench warmers. That wasn't never what we were supposed to be doing. You know, and people, and unfortunately, I'm sorry, but people really believe that because they're religious, Church mm -hmm. attenders that they're doing their part as Christians. Wow, they really believe that because they go to church every Sunday that they're doing their part. No, enter to worship, learn, train, but leave to serve. You don't come to church to eat, 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 and then go out and not share what you've been. Come on, my God. Selfish. How selfish of you to think that everything you take in when you go into those four walls is just for you. My God. And I believe that this is why God, this is why God challenges us so much to remind us that what we, what, listen, you got to go through this. Yeah. Because I need to remind you that what you're going through is not just for you. Come on. You got to be hurt. I, I, I'm just going to allow you to either put yourself in a position where you'll be. Or I'm going to do it. Because you're going to encounter Susie along the way. Yeah. And Susie's going to need to hear how you made it past yeah. this. Yeah. She gonna need to know. And so if you never go through anything, you won't have nothing to say to Susie. Yeah, come on. You won't have nothing to share with Susie. Yeah. Other than church fluff. 
Yeah. Child, you can make it. Pastor said, you know, those people crack me up. Pastor, you know, Pastor said, everything come out their mouth. Pastor said, <laughs> it wasn't until, let me tell you something. It wasn't until I was sitting. Now, we've always been made to study the word of God. Yeah. From little kids. I'm talking about shut in, learn, memorize the scripture. Tell us, say you had to stand up in front of everybody and tell them what you thought it meant. What you believe God was saying when he when the scripture was written, whatever the message was, you had to do that with your kids. It wasn't until I sat in the service, I'm not gonna name a preacher, but this preacher was preaching a, a passage. And for whatever reason, I decided to read before the passage, and I decided to read after it. And it was like an aha moment for me. I was like, wow. that is not what this scripture means. Wow. I was wow. so upset. And I was like, yo, these preachers, are, some of them have been bamboozling us. Wow. And so I literally started delving into the word for myself because I wanted to get an understanding, not a revelation. Yeah. Come on. Oh, that was good. I want it in all thy getting. He says, get an understanding. Yeah. Never commanded us to get a revelation. He said, get an understanding. And we're so revelatory these days that we dismiss what's being said before that scripture that stands out to us and what's being said after because we'd have found a revelatory way to spin that one line yeah. and make it fancy. Yeah, cliche. <laughs> cliche. Make it now, you know, like mm -hmm. you figure, so if you don't take time, and I say this a million times, you don't take time to read the word for yourself. You're only able to share what pastor said. Yeah. Well, yeah. pastor. Well, pastor. What did pastor said to you? You know what? I'm looking at your situation. It looks like you ain't gonna make it. What wow. you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do when pastor don't believe that you can be delivered? When pastor's not believing? When pastor start going through? And so pastor's face start failing. And they can't encourage you no more. Yeah. What do you do? You gotta learn how to go to the word for yourself. Yeah. You learn how to get an understanding of the word yourself. Time out for what pastor said. I ain't saying don't listen to your pastor. Now don't try and say stop listening to pastor. That ain't what I'm saying. But it ain't nothing wrong with taking what what's being taught, what's being said to you yeah. from your pastor. And aligning it with the word of God. And if it doesn't line up, then you got some explaining to do, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, but you know what, Tia? We're living in a time, and I was having a conversation with someone earlier that um, people don't really want to learn anymore, sadly. You know, and people really don't seek knowledge. 
you know, as well. It's, it's, it's just a thing of people, we're really living in a time too where people just want to satisfy their itchy ears. <laughs> you know, people don't really want to hear the truth. Yeah. They want to be excited. They want to be yeah. people. People don't really want to hear the truth because the truth is going to it's going to cause you to have to change. And so a lot of people really don't want to hear the truth. want to change. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, something. God will cut you. He will cut mm -hmm. you. He will cut you like even. And I can speak for myself because I'm a very transparent person and they know I'm very transparent on this podcast. The Lord had to literally cut me. Before I could even start this podcast, the first thing he said to me was when he gave me this assignment, he said, you got to die to your feelings because people are going to tell you no and you can't get mad. Mm. Literally, the Lord had to cut me. And I said, OK, Lord, I hear you because, you know, it's, and it's so much better when God cuts you than with somebody else, because we're living in the time people cut you out of embarrassment. It's not to help. Sadly, it all people, hurts. Yeah. You know, they will, but you know, it's it's so much better when you go through the process. Let the Lord prune you because there's some stuff. All of us have some gawk before we we got to it. We never at a place where you know we have arrived or we're finished. We're always still growing, we're always still learning because every time that you go up higher in Christ, there's another breaking. There's another mm -hmm. breaking, there's a there's more dying to the flesh. So it's like, as soon as you think, okay, I'm comfortable. I get a break now. God say, nope, because now you're too comfortable. It's time to go up and I got to break you some more. And so literally, you know, people have to, to, to understand that relationship piece is essential. And like how you said, of, of understanding and learning for yourself. Like I'll never forget a time. I grew up as a Christian, but I left Christianity for 13 years and I went to Islam. Um, and I practiced as a Muslim, as an adult for 13 years. And I remember this man, you know, he wanted to marry me before I actually officially got married. And he was telling me a lot of stuff wrong, but I didn't know this at this time because I'm new to the religion. You know, I'm thinking because he said he's been Muslim all his life. He knows everything. And one day, and I'm, and God, I thank you for just telling me this. It was the Holy Spirit because God never took his hand off of me. The Lord said, read a book. And I picked up a book and I read and when I read it, everything that he told me was wrong. Everything that he told me was wrong. And from that and from that day, I said to myself, I would never, ever, ever just take the word of man, not, you know, just a man, M-A-N, but just man, human, like humanity. I would never just take the word of a man. I was 19 years old and never since that day I've been keen and it was only the Lord. King to to pick up a book to, to learn and it's and it's so sad because knowledge is really free even though people are like charging for conferences and all that type of stuff like that and I understand because sometimes like you know it, to to run those things it do take money so I get it mm -hmm. but knowledge is free there's there's so many other websites the Bible come on they got the Bible you know itself and then just other things that's perpendicular to the Bible that that people can read. But we're in a time where people really don't want to get an understanding for themselves. And the Bible says that my people perish due to a lack of knowledge. You know, and people are literally dying young. And I'm not just talking about naturally, but even spiritually. And people are trying to figure out how come I'm going through the same cycle, even with these churches. You know, we're, we're, we're doing healing and deliverance over the same people for the last 20 years. Come on, you ain't free from homosexuality yet. Come on, you don't want it. I've seen no, God. 
hours. I wanted to be free from alcohol. I said, God, he said, what are you willing to give up? I said, I want to give up drinking. He did it in 24 hours. Why? Because I made a decision. I made a decision. And that's what the people, the leadership have to get back to, to even teach it correctly. Teach the people the right way. Stop not the casting out things that you know people can't do on their own. They're not at that level. Some people you got to move. They don't want us to be self-sufficient because if we become self-sufficient, then we don't need them. Yeah, my gosh. (laughs) As leaders, they need to be needed. My God. They want to be needed. They want to be But real leaders are going to, yeah, but real leaders are going to lead people back to Christ. Real leaders. No, what did Christ do? What did Christ do? There was not a passage in the Bible where Jesus redirected people back to him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes unto the Father but by me. But when he said that, he wasn't directing our attention to him. He was still directing. Redirecting us back to the Father. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So if I don't die, there is no passage to. Yeah. He wasn't saying worship me and follow me, do as I say, not as I, you know. No, he every time Jesus opened his mouth, he redirected us back to his father. Yeah. Even go deeper, even in pastors and leaders. Yeah, got it. Yeah. We think we're worshipped because we're the leaders. Serve me. Where's my entourage? Who will hold my water? Who will carry my bag? Who will hold my coat? Who will take it off? And which one of you will put it back on? Jesus. We've and gotten you know, so caught up wow. in the wrong things. And you, and you know what that is, Tia, is exactly what Paul said in 2 Timothy. That he said in 2 Timothy, he said that the people are saying that the end time is near, but the end time it won't be near until lawlessness is in the land. He said, what is lawlessness? When people set themselves up in the temple as if they were God. And we literally, what you just said is what we see right now. It's been happening, but it's more prevalent. And that's why God stripped us. That's why God stripped us. Because, yeah. Because even with with our temples and our our places of worship, people have made a mockery. Even one day the Lord said to me, and I released this, and I know it ruffled people's feathers, but he said to tell the leaders, take those pictures of themselves off of my walls. How dare you set yourself up in my house? How dare you? You set yourself up in my house, and it's as God's. Mm -hmm. As God's. You don't even have a cross in the church, but you have a picture. A portrait, <laughs> Jesus, of you. Praise me. I'm the leader. I'm the pastor. You do as I say. My God. And that's witchcraft. That's that's Jezebel, manipulation, manipulation at its finest. Control. At its finest. My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have to, we have to get out of that. And I say we because we are a body. That's yes. all of us. Because all of us in some way, shape, or form have been or are being affected. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Life. You know, and that, that's just that's just the reality of where we are. Yeah. Some of us, all of us are being affected. Mm-hmm. 
My God. And that's why I believe that's why we're seeing even a lot of ministries shut down in this space. Yeah. And, 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 and see, and, and I'm not condemning anybody, but one of the things one of the things that is happening is that they not see when you when your church is people servitude based when your ministry is servitude based then you and even in this space you still have something to do right there's still a drive there's still a desire for you to serve so even if it means you couple with another ministry to do so you should be still serving. Yeah, but that's the ministry conservative based. See, so we have to make sure that we're connected to ministries that are serving. That is the example of Jesus. Yeah. Serving. That is our responsibility, not just as leaders, but as people of God. It is our responsibility to serve yeah and you know it's so crazy you just said that because you know that was the last act that jesus performed before he he went to go and be with the father when he did the foot washing of the disciples and even peter was asking him you know like why are you washing my feet and jesus did that as an example to show that even as a leader we are supposed to serve the people Y'all people, you know, and so that, that was so good that you said that because at the end of the day, like the one thing that I said, you know, that the Lord is saying during this time that he's taken us back to our first assignment, which is servitude to, to serving him. He's taken us back to the basics. And, you know, um, it's not that we're trying to, to make it seem like that we're having the people to be rebellious or to be a rebel. That's that's not what we're doing. At all, right. because that's not what this podcast. Yeah, that's not what this podcast uh-huh. represents at all. Right. You know, but you know, I'm I'm a firm believer that you have to speak the truth, even if it be against us, because we're in a time now where the Lord is giving us. First of all, the Lord has taken us out of Egypt. A lot of us are out of bondage right now. A lot of us have been in places where. You couldn't open up your mouth and say, thus saith the Lord, not thus saith ourselves, because I'm I'm never a person to say, thus saith Kamisha. It's not about my feelings. It's not about how I feel. I'm not speaking out of no church hurt. Hallelujah. I've never experienced no church hurt. Now, I've experienced hurt in my life, but I've, I'm, I'm not speaking, you know, from ever that term. And yes, there is a, a magnitude that even as the, the recipient, you know, the member, you know, if you're of an assembly, that an esteem that you're supposed to uphold to your leaders. Yes, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, we're just speaking of, of why the importance of leading not onto your own understanding and acknowledging all your ways and, and not trying to perish from a lack of knowledge and getting to know who God is, you know, for yourself, because that is so important because sometimes, and even think about it this way with the old Testament, the Old Testament was based off of works, 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 works. There was really no relationship. People only, they only just did work. They thought by doing these works, this is how they were elevating God. But at the same time, people never had time to, to really figure out who God was. And it was so, it's so funny we're saying this now because I was having a conversation with a friend who, who left the covering of Islam, but she hasn't left just yet. 
And it's so crazy because, you know, as I talk to her and I never preach to her, I listen, you know, I, I speak. And it, as Paul says to the weak, I become weak so that I may win some, you know, I don't I'm set apart. So I'm not talking like her. But at the same time, I still have to be at a certain level that she can understand. And she doesn't feel overwhelmed because she's going through a transition. And so literally I said to her, I said, have you ever noticed, you know, when we used to pray in the slam, I said, you know, it was more so it was tradition. It was it was out of habit. It was ritual. It was ceremonial. Yeah, ex exactly. I said, but there was never a time that we really got the chance to cry out and say, God, I'm hurting right now. It was it was never a time that we had that conversation because it was straight to the, the prayer. You know, right. you didn't have time to really communication. I said, and so there was no time that your relationship. But she said, she said, you know what? She said, you're so right. And she said, but it was one time when I was going through something really bad. And she said, I stepped outside of the prayer and I said, God, I don't want to hurt anymore. I don't want to feel like this. And she said, the Lord took it away. And I said, you know why? Because of the authority that's in your mouth. It's something about when you open up your mouth and it's something about even with that religion, it, it wants to keep your mouth closed. The enemy tries to keep people's mouth closed. They don't never want them to figure out really who they are. So they try to distract us just for works, work for work. And that's why Jesus died on the cross to break the works so that people now can enjoy really who God is. Not saying you don't have to work. Yes, you still have to work. If you want to advance in the kingdom of God, it's work. It ain't free. The, you know, giving your second yes to the Lord, it's not free. God just don't tell you everything that it requires, but it's but it's not free at all. Oh, but you find out. Yeah, it's 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 still work, you know, at the end of the day, you know, but that relationship factor is is so important because it's nothing like an encounter, and I mean a real encounter when you at home and, and you're crying out to God and you need God to fix those places that you don't tell even your leader about or your friends about or nobody knows about those empty spaces and you get on the floor and you're on your face and you're crying out to God and you actually see the hand of the Lord. That's relationship. And that's what I'm not a part of my ministry and, and calling people to to build in a relationship with the father. Then that way. So when you do go and you get up under a body, you know, you can be effective because I'm tired of seeing people and not to be broken. People are operating broken. They're bleeding all over. Right. People because and people you can be instead of you coming broken, you can be an asset to the ministry instead of being a ball in a chain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it, we need people that are are not broken because there are broken people coming in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so they're going to need strong people to be able to help carry them. Through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and just to speak to because I think my mom might have come in late. So she <laughs> bits and pieces of what we're saying. Just to speak to that, we're not indicting um, or justifying disobedience. We're not indicting leaders or justifying disobedience. We're just speaking to um, the reality that there are faulty leaders, um, that there are people who are not in leadership for the sake of winning people to God. That's what we're speaking to. So we're not justifying people's disobediences and we're not um we're not dealing with faulty leadership um we don't it's not our responsibility as a flock to deal with faulty leadership that's god's responsibility yeah 
So to what you're saying, yes, you're, you're right. We're not justifying the disobedience of the father and we're not, um, we're not condemning or indicting faulty leaderships. We understand that that is God's responsibility. But we also understand that when we identified it as followers, that we're not obligated to continue to follow faulty leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the thing. Uh, again, we spoke to how people have encountered some leadership um, who have forgotten the testimony, forgotten where they've come from, and have become so judgmental that they're uh, heavenly bound, not earthly good. So those are the things that we were speaking to in that space. We're not, we're not condemning or indicting um, leadership, and that was not our responsibility to. Um, that is God's responsibility. It doesn't come from the flock. So I just wanted to exactly it's God's responsibility. That's what we said. I'm not sure when you jumped in on the podcast, but we did speak, we spoke to it being God's responsibility, not ours. Because so, my mom, listen, my mom will listen. <laughs> this whole chat will be full of, all right, daughter. <laughs> But that's right, because you know what? Still, at the end of the day, we still have a responsibility, you know. And so, if we were wrong, yes, absolutely, that's a there leader. should be someone to be bold right. enough to say, "Come on, I, I, that's, that's not." That's what. That's good leadership, though. Yeah, come on. That's somebody who that is somebody who is selfless and understands the responsibility of being a leader. That is somebody who understands the responsibility of being a leader. And see, that's and that's exactly what we're speaking to. That's what good leaders do. Yeah, come on. They lead and direct the flock. You know, it's just like, what if God said, uh, uh, what if the, the shepherd said, you know what? We got 99 here. It's one going. I'm going to just let that one go. And I'm just, because I, you know what? We got 99 strong sheep here. No, you gotta go back and get that one. The ninety-nine, and let the one just go astray. And when the wolf comes and kills it, it comes and kills it. Whatever happens to it, happens to it. Wow. But the one of a leader says, "Go back and get that one. Come on, leave the ninety-nine, and I'm gonna go grab the one." Yeah. Because the one is just just as pertinent and just as important. Come on. Purpose as the ninety-nine. Yeah. That's good. Jesus. So we appreciate you, mother. We appreciate you. <laughs> this is literally being an example of what we were just speaking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and having, and it was the comparison between the leader who is selfless, the servant leader, and the selfish leader. Yeah. That's why she sure don't do. She will. That's my cousin. Hey, cousin. <laughs> but that is that is the difference. That is the distinction between the servant leader and the selfish leader. My mother will get. I, 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 I've never not been 
under her leadership in, in some capacity, right? And I'm speaking, she is the example of a servant leader. My mother, if you walk into her church, the walls you see, the floors you see, the chairs you sit in, servant leadership says, let's go to the store, get the material and recover the chairs ourselves. Wow. Since we're just not in the space to purchase a thousand new chairs. We gotta figure this out. A servant leader leads by example and gets it done. And so then the people that surround you and that are connected to you are prone to follow you. Yeah. So the leader that says, well, y'all gonna have to put a thermometer on the wall and start building fun, cause I ain't doing it. Wow. And you know what, Tia, that was a good example because, you know, the first type of leader is the leader that produces good fruit. Because what happens is, you know, once they go out, they get sent out, you know, literally they carry that, they picked up that baton and they carry that. And so everyone that they teach is going to pick that up too. But the second type of leader is the one that is a barren tree and they don't either produce any fruit or they produce bad fruit. And what happens is we get the trickle down effect. And so this is why we see the repetition. And so it is important that, you know, we do have more leaders like that in the body of Christ, because you know why it produces good fruit. It advances the kingdom and it's kingdom business is not our business, you know? And so that is important. That is important. It is important. I agree, hundred percent. Extremely important. What yes, kind of leader? Yeah. <laughs> and that is actually, I agree, Tamika. That is why I am who I am today. That's why, even in the ministry that I'm a part of now, I go, I go down to our pantry and I, I, I make boxes for families who don't or need food during the pandemic, and it ain't nothing for me to do it. You know, it ain't nothing for me to volunteer to be here. It's nothing for me to volunteer to be. I absolutely love it. It's very fulfilling because it, it, it again, it speaks to what God has called us to. Yeah. There is not a task that you're, you're too great for. And there's not a task that should be beneath you. And you used the example earlier with Jesus washing the feet. Jesus getting down and doing it himself. I'm not beneath this. I'm not too great or too amazing of a king that I can't get down on my hands and my knees and wash somebody else's feet. Yeah. And I believe he was speaking to our leaders again. Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah. So good. So good. So if you guys have any questions, because we're running out of time, I need you guys to post them in the comment section before we end the live so that she can answer. We can answer any of the questions because we're going to have to end the live soon. But um, <laughs> other than that, I know <laughs> it's this was 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 really, really good. And I have to say this, too, because. Um, before we end this live, I will say I got a chance to experience you um, in your ministry. 
and in the God in you, because it's not so much you, but it's the God in you. Literally, it, this was at when um, men used to do the Gospel Music Mondays. And this happened to have been like maybe like four years ago. Yeah, this was like a long time ago. And um, yeah, you were singing there like you were one of the feature artists, you know, on that night. And, and it was so crazy because you sung like a couple of different songs, but it was at the end that kind of did it for me the most because it was like a flow. And when you said like how, you know, when you write music and stuff and with the encouragement thing, and, and it's so true. And I can attest to that for myself personally. I know you you sung plenty of things in plenty of places, but there, there's a difference because my ear is kind of different when I'm, I'm listening to music. Because don't get me wrong, I I'm I like the, the regular music that comes on like the radio and stuff, but I'm more so like I like the sound from heaven. That's what kind of kind of do it for me. And you were touching that realm. You were touching that realm and you were just flowing and you were just singing and you don't even understand the encouragement because at that time I was going through freaking chaos. Like I just got out of a marriage, you know, literally that I was trying to save, you know, I was trying to, to fix it, hold on to it. Um, I just lost my house in Delaware due to the marriage, lost money, lost cars, lost everything. I was literally like in a state of being homeless, seriously. And so literally... You know, I was I was there that day, you know, and I'm listening to you, you know, just minister and because and there's a difference. And I, I do believe there's a difference of when people are just singing and when people are ministering, you know, and, and everybody can't do that. I'm sorry. Some people, they just know how to sing and they sound good, you know, and everything. But everybody can't minister. Everybody can't. They can if they want to. I will say that. But some people don't tap into that or some people don't want to tap into that. But the, the, but the songs that you sung, and I remember they had did it on the live and I saved the video. I still have it to this day. And for like literally, I think a month straight, I would play this video every day because it just filled me up. The wow. songs just, just filled me up. And you did like, it was like a medley, but it wasn't so, you made them up. There wasn't songs. <laughs> you was just like singing probably what you heard from heaven. And at that time, <laughs> You know, it it was it was it was so it was so good though, and and I will say truly that when you 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 are a minister, you are you are a minister of music. You truly truly sing the songs from heaven, and everybody can do that. Everybody don't have that gift because there's some things that just are a gift, but there's some things too. People tap in, they can do it, you know. But literally, that is your a part of your calling, and 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 literally who you are, and you do have a lot of music that is uplifting. It does uplift people, and you don't even know who you impact. You didn't even know that I felt like that from you. This is the first oh, time that is. I even shared it, you know, with you. But I never forgot, and I told you I saved that video. I still have it in my Facebook videos and my phone, and it and it got me through literally, you know, some sometimes. So, you know, it's it's you are an, an a, a pillar, you know. I, I will say that, and and I love the God of, that's in you and the way that God is using you for the kingdom. And it ain't the end of it, of course. You know, you're just hey, really, even though you've been doing this for a while. Be serving, you're I'm gonna be serving God till I die, baby. Yeah. But you haven't even seen the, the the best that's yet to come. You know what God is going to do in your life and, and to take you. And just even the testimonies that are even going to God, I thank you that's going to even come out of, you know, of people, your music, literally. 
literally, literally, you know, so keep pursuing, keep pushing, you know, God has not forgotten about you. I don't know why I just heard that, but God said, I have not forgotten about you. I have not forgotten about you. So stay in coverage. Um, I, I thank you so much again for taking your time out to come on to here. We're going to end in prayer. Yes, ma'am, because I don't see any more questions. Um, we're going to pray out and then we're going to see you guys next time. And also, guys, make sure you tune in um, on next Tuesday for our Testimony Tuesday. We're going to have Douglas Charles. He's going to be on with us um, sharing his testimony for our continuation of Musician and Save, um, our segment this month. So we're going to pray out. And we're going to be out of here. So hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're worthy. God, you're holy. God, you're excellent. God, you're marvelous. God, we lift your name up on tonight, oh God. We lift Lord. your name up on tonight, oh God. God, we thank you for your word, your unfailing word, everything that you've done on tonight, God. We speak against every retaliating spirit right now in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you to fill your servant back up right now in the name of Jesus. We buy the hand of the enemy that will seek to retaliate against her right now with the name of Jesus God and we speak the hedge of protection around her as you placed around your servant Job God I speak blessings over every listener and viewer over this podcast even the people that will replay God and we speak blessings over them God and we also dismantle the hand of the enemy that will try to retaliate God from them getting the healing or deliverance God that they were going to get from this podcast and from listening God not to our words but the words that you spoke through us God. God. We ask you, God, just to continue to just place your hand on this, this vessel, God, this podcast, God. Let it do what you want it to do, God, for it is your vision and not our vision, God. And we give it all back to you, God, for it is you that get the glory and never us, God. It's only our stories, but the story is for your glory. And so, God, we thank you. God, we honor you. We magnify you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. We soak and saturate this prayer in your son's blood. Amen. Thank Amen. you guys so much for tuning into the Girls Pray podcast. You guys were just listening to Miss Tia Sheree. You guys have a good night and be blessed. the Dope Girls Pray Podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. We have a special guest coming on tonight, and I know you do not want to miss this. Stay tuned and remember, Dope Girls Do Pray.